Hey Watch History listeners, it's Logan Sorrell here, and I wanted to give you a quick warning before we started today's episode. We're going to be talking about a really serious topic, and it's genocide, and more specifically the the Rwandan one. There are some pretty historic and horrific atrocities that happened in this um, time frame, so if you're kind of irked by any of that stuff, just go ahead and skip this episode. You're listening to Watch History, a history podcast that's talking about random historical events that are just interesting to us. I'm Imani With co-host Logan Sorrell. And today's topic is the Rwandan genocide. To start, we need to rewind the clock back to 1962 and travel over to where Rwanda would be today. The Rwandan state had just gained its independence from their former colony, Belgium, and it's trying to form its own government. However, some issues were holding this progression back. To give a little context, we need to describe the long-simmering tensions between two ethnic groups living in the state, the Tutsis and the Hutus. During Rwanda's colonial period, the Belgians favored the Tutsis over the Hutus, so there was a lingering ethnic tension between them. The Belgians had created laws that benefited the minority, so when their independence was granted, the majority, the Hutus, took control. They launched small-scale attacks that weren't, at the time, related to the government. This killed several thousand Tutsis and caused more than 300,000 Tutsis to leave Rwanda. Many other attacks occurred throughout the next 20 years and it finally led to a breaking point. The state lived with the tension in the air like a room filled with gas waiting for a spark. After more than 30 years, after they gained their independence, that spark ignited when the president of Rwanda's unnatural death, who was killed in a plane crash. The Tutsi rebels who were blamed for the attack, even though it was never confirmed they did it. To summarize, all hell rebels. The Hutus had been gathering an army together, and they used that along with many other small self-armed militia, 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 militias, I can talk, to hack down the Tutsi population quite literally. This blatant disregard for life was just the beginning of a hundred days of terror between the Tutsis living in Hawa- Rwanda. The Tutsis were slaughtered by their neighbors and friends, encouraged by government-sponsored radio stations to kill them. However, the Tutsis were not the only ones killed in these 100 days of terror. Hutus were also killed if they were married to a Tutsi or even resisting the genocide. During these 100 days, there was a lot of bloodshed. The most widely accepted scholarly estimates that around 500,000 to 600,000 Tutsis were killed. And this is just mind-boggling, because the population of Rwanda really isn't that big. It's only a couple million. So you're literally killing off a big percentage of your population. Correct. And I also read an article that many Tutsis actually flee as well, mm-hmm. because they were being killed as well. Um, many Hutus both, both in fact, actually fleed, so the whole genocide was simply wrong. Yeah, and obviously, if this happened today, it wouldn't it wouldn't happen because we would have so much um, opposition to it anywhere, and just people would immediately step in to stop it from happening. But I really can't say that because we have a bunch of mass atrocities that are happening all across the world today. Like we have the um, a, a Muslim group in China who's being persecuted purely because they learn they one live in China, and two. They're Muslim, and they don't really follow the state's um, atheism policy. In America, we have Asian hate. Uh-huh. Asian lives. But going back to the Rwandan genocide, it's a tragic loss of life that really could have been prevented because it was just seeded from um, just, um, how do I put it? Um, help me 
Favoritism. There we go. That's the word. Yeah. So the Belgian government basically looked at the Tutsis and were like, yeah, we like you. And the Hutus, who were had a huge majority, were just like, yeah, we don't like that. This reminds me of the memoir we read, Had There the Sunrise, mm-hmm. by Sandra Um, She was also persecuted for her religion, for her race, and being who she was as a young child. So if you haven't read that book, go read it. It's really yeah. good. Um, it's a true memoir, and it is true. it truly depicts what it was like in that time to fear and experience that. And the name of that book was How Dare the Sunrise by Sandra Yurigemwe. I can pronounce things. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you all have a great day and hope you learned something. Bye-bye.